Hey, Oasis Church Chicago, Pastor JP here. Hey, we're so glad that you're joining with us on our podcast today. I pray today that this message stirs your faith, that it builds you up, that it draws you closer to the Father's heart, and ultimately that you just feel the embrace of heaven. We would love to stay connected with you and you to stay connected with us. So please feel free to check us out on our website, oasischurchchicago.com, or download our app, Oasis Church Chicago. Also, you can be sure to join with us on our live stream on our YouTube page every Wednesday night and Sunday morning. Now here's today's message. To have you. I'm glad to have you all here today post-Thanksgiving. Um, I know last week uh, we had Pastor Josh preach an incredible word. Can we thank Pastor Josh once again for that word last week? If, uh, if, if you are not here, please go listen to it. It's such a powerful, faith-filled message. And so uh, I, I, before he preached that, the week before that, I, I, I preached on the power of Thanksgiving. Um, a few weeks before, we just spent a whole week celebrating and being thankful and as I've been preparing and just asking the Lord what to do, he, he said that, um, to, to, he, I felt like he said to me to go after it once again. So in, in the midst of Thanksgiving week, we're going to go after the power of Thanksgiving once again. Is that okay? Even if you say no, I'm doing it because he told me to. If you have your Bibles, open them to 1 Thessalonians chapter 5. This was the verse, the text that guided us the last time I preached on this. And if, 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 if we put a title to this, because that's what we do, and I think it's important, but it's this, in every circumstance. Turn to your neighbor so you wake up a little bit more and say, in every circumstance. Turn to the person you didn't say it to and say the same thing. If no one's sitting next to you, say it to the empty chair. This is, this is a profound passage of scripture that um, has been resonating in my spirit for many months. Like I said a couple weeks ago, this, this, this powerful um, kingdom principle of thanksgiving has captured my heart probably over the last six to months to a year. I, I feel like the Lord has, over these past couple months, let's just say that, has, has really cultivated what this looks like in my life. I, I have found myself, even, even yesterday, even this morning, uh, with a whole new lens, can I say it that way, of living from a position of gratitude. And I read this passage of Scripture, and, and it's something that, if, if I'm being honest, I could read this passage of Scripture time and time and time again and still learn time and time and time again. It's just a few short words, but it's profoundly impactful, and it's this in 1 Thessalonians 5, 16 through 18. Rejoice always. The original of always is always. Like the original Hebrew is always. So it says rejoice always, yeah? Yes? I'm going to need some y'all to wake up a little bit. I know it's a little chilly in here. It's all right. Pray continually. So, so other translations says pray without ceasing, right? Pray continually and give thanks in all circumstances. For this is God's will for your, this, this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. I don't know about you, but as a, as a young believer, even at moments today as an older believer, let's say mid-aged believer, I can't tell you how many times I've been like, God, what's your will for my life? Has anybody ever asked God that question? Don't lie. Put your hands up. You've all, God, what's, what's your plans for my life? 
I, I want to know what to do. Like, I remember after college, I, I had a job offer, but I, I started to pray, Lord, what's your will for my life? And plans started to unfold that called me to stay at the university that I was at for a long, long time, a lot longer than I expected or even desired. But that was what I thought his will was for my life. I, I, I've prayed like, Lord, wh- what's your will for, for who I'm supposed to Mary, thank God he gave me my wife, right? Like, like we pray constantly, what's your will for our lives? It's, it's good, it's important. But I've come to realize that, that, that this, I believe, is more important for us to catch that this is God's will for our lives than all those other things. Now that's a bold statement, because now you're like, well, I'll just put up the chance or whatever, whatever sovereignty he has for me. Hear me, pray without ceasing. Right? Go after him and ask him. But I believe his heart is for us to grab this more than it is to say, God, what's, what's, what's the job you have for me? Are you with me? Are you tracking the... the... This, is, this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. It's one of the, if not the only passages, my mind and it recollects right, like this is the only passage of Scripture where this talks about the will of God. Rejoice always. Pray all the time. And in every circumstance, give thanks, for this is God's will. This has been profoundly, deeply impactful in my life. Because I've come to realize that if I just sat with the Lord and gave thanks, everything gets dealt with. If I just learn to just rejoice always, all the chaos starts to settle because I'm putting my attention to him in every one of these moments. Are you with me? This is why this is, why, this is so crucial for the believer to catch today. And that's why I feel like the Lord said, we need to build a little bit more muscle in this. Now, now I don't want to show of hands, but how many of you have been to the gym before? Just 2024 is coming right around the corner. You can do your... In 2024, I'll start. Let it be, Lord. But if you, if, if you know anything about lifting weights and building muscle, it's, it's, it's always funny to me when, when people go and they, they do that one workout and they come back and they're just like, I'm like, what's, what? They're like, oh, I'm just feeling strong. I'm like, all right, good, yes. But that strength doesn't stay if you don't keep doing it. And you don't keep adding a little more weight every time you go and do it. You can maintain or you can build. And I felt like the Lord said, we just need to build a little bit more today in this house. We need to build a little bit more muscle here in this house today. Can we do that? And this is, this is why this, I just wanted to give us that scripture verse up front because I'm gonna give you a lot of Bible and teach you the power of Thanksgiving. But, but the Lord said, we need to build our muscles a little bit more. It's not just important for us to go one time, but it's important for us to go back to this. You know, the power of thanksgiving is so, so needed in this hour. I mean, we, I don't want to go down the trail of like, look at social, look at the world, look at, look at the entitled spirit, look at the, 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 the spirit of the age of people just saying, I don't have to give thanks for anything, I deserve everything. Can I tell us something? We deserve nothing. Please hear me. Like, like, we deserve nothing, but he's given us everything. So, so that, that's just an extra one you can give to Outpour later if you want to. <laughs> I'm going to have fun today just for a few minutes. Is that all right? 
But, but I, I believe like, I believe that this is such a needed moment in this hour. The crazy thing about walking in Thanksgiving is that it's not something I can just pray for you to have and it starts happening. Like, like truth be told, I, I've realized this. We, we believe in like, 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 okay, so when you get saved, when you come to Jesus and you recognize him as Lord and Savior King, that he died on the cross, that he raised to life three days later, that he's seated on the throne next to the Father, right, and he's gonna return. Like, when you've said yes to that and you've received the blood of forgiveness and now you're, you're his, and, right, he's your king, like, you can now go share that with other people. I've watched people get saved. Hear me. I've watched people get saved. I've lived to it. Okay, I've prayed with somebody to, get, to come to know Jesus, they receive Jesus and they walk out of the space and they begin to tell people about Jesus. It's almost like in a moment of, dare I say the word, impartation happens and they receive the gospel and now they can give the gospel. Are you with me? Are you hearing me? That's just like unexplainable. It just happens, right? But like the word says, heal the sick. And there's people that have the power of seeing that happen through their life. And so they pray for someone else and that gift can be imparted. And so now others can, are you with me? We believe that here. But when it comes to Thanksgiving, I've realized I can't have someone impart that in my life. I tried. Her name's Rachel, my wife. Truth be told, I, I was jokingly writing this yesterday and I was laughing because I, I, I did, I tried. Because my wife is probably the most thankful person in the entire world. Now, now I know some of you could, you could be like, well, I am. Okay, cool. Keep going. But in my life, Rachel has a heart of gratitude always. It could be the word. I mean, we've been married nine years. So, so we've been married for some time. Not a long time, but for some time. And I've watched that it could be the worst day. And Rachel's just like, everything's rainbows and butterflies. And I'm like, how do you do that? Like, how do you get there? Because I'm not there. It's like, I think it's in the movie um, um, Inside Out, where it's always raining. We just watched that recently with the kids. Actually, funny story. My son watched it for the first time. Rachel left the room, but she came back down after like 20 minutes. She was on the phone, and he was watching it in Spanish because the Rice kids were over at the house and turned the TV the previous time to Spanish. But Titus was just sitting there listening for 20, 25 minutes in Spanish. <laughs> Rachel's like, what's wrong with you? He's like, what's wrong, Mom? He's like, but she's like, this is in Spanish. He's like, oh. I was like, maybe my son is learning Spanish. <laughs> he had no idea what was happening. As much as I saw her do this, I, I, I used to say to her, can you just pray for this for me? She'd be like, no, learn it. Don't you love that? <laughs> you all, mm. She'd be like, you have to learn this. And what I've learned from her pushing me is that Thanksgiving only happens through maturity. Thanksgiving only can be learned and caught, not when you get the job promotion, but when you get the job loss. Thanksgiving can only be learned and caught and, 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 and developed when, when you get the good report from the doctor or when you get the bad report from the doctor. I've actually realized that like Thanksgiving is something that you have to mature in. And for some, it's, you're a little farther along the journey, but for some of us, we're, we're still back here. Like It's really hard to thank him at times. But I'm telling you, this is a key, a principle, a, a way to go deeper and carry the weight of the kingdom of God that God's called us as a house to carry. Are you hearing me this morning? 
This is something we can't just pray for. This is something that has to develop. If we could pray for it, if I just said I could pray for it, I'd call all of you up here and just pray. Thanksgiving, 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 Thanksgiving. And, I, and what would happen is, I believe, is that we would see a significant shift in our city. People would start to say thank you when doors were held for them. You wouldn't gripe and complain because your server missed your order. Oh, no, I never do that. Oh, I've been to dinner. <laughs> it breaks my heart when the server's like frantically trying to serve 40 tables and they come up and they're like, I'm so sorry, it's been the worst day of my life. And they're just like, well, you should serve me because I'm here paying you. It's like, what the? Are you here? Am I talking to anybody or just me? Just me. If we all were able to be imparted with it, that wouldn't happen. But it takes moments like that to go, whoa, <laughs> hold on, slow down, stop. Hey, server, what's your name? Waiter, waitress, what's going on? What's wrong? You need some help? Like, what? How? You with me? Thank you so much for taking care of me and my family today at this table when you're taking care of a bunch of other people. You hearing me? The kingdom of God is about this. He says, rejoice always, pray continually, and give thanks in every circumstance. Thanksgiving comes when we start to get developed in the Lord, when the Lord's hand starts to develop our character. Are you with me? And I believe if you allow him to develop this heart of thanksgiving, no matter what is going on, you'll start to see the kingdom of God in a manner in which you've not seen it. I have, I'm, I'm preaching a message right now. Can I just be vulnerable? Can I be transparent? You know, people used to tell me as a young preacher, don't preach a message that you haven't conquered. And I was like, well, I, I, yeah, I, I'm with that. And then someone said, no, 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 preach a message and build your pulpit. I'm building my pulpit right now. Like, I, I'm not, I've not mastered this. I've not, I've not conquered this. I think this will take the next 40, 50, 60 years, if the Lord gives me 40, 50, 60 years, to learn this. But I think this is for all of us. Are you with me? I want to give us some things about Thanksgiving, but it's so important. In every circumstance, give thanks. <laughs> this week, it was a was a week, like I said, in, in our home. We, we, I'm, I'm not gonna, we all were sick. <laughs> I was in bed for Thanksgiving. It was a bummer, my favorite holiday. Woe is me. No one called. No one, I'm just kidding. You. <laughs> no one delivered food to my door. I'm just kidding. And I remember there was one moment when the roles were reversed, and I'm, I love my wife to death. The roles switched. And I felt like the maturity of the Lord in my heart. And I say this with like no pride. Like she was like, how much more can we take? And I said, oh, babe, we gotta just, we gotta thank him right now. Our kids are super sick. They're like, like bad. And I'm just like, we gotta thank him. And she, we stopped, we were in the kitchen, we stopped. And we just said, we can either put our eyes to the circumstance, to the chaos, to the unfortunate nature that this is the third year in a row Thanksgiving's been messed with. Third, three times a charm. Or we could go, Lord, we thank you. We thank you that we do have the house to be able to rest in. We do thank you that we do have food in our fridge. Lord, we do thank you that, that our kids are alive and they are gonna see this through. Lord, that you're gonna see this through. Are you hearing me? Like, Lord, thank you that you are with us. Thank you that in one moment your presence comes and falls upon us. Lord, thank you that we're not alone in this. Lord, thank you, thank you, thank you. And immediately, I'm not even trying to make this up. 
the room, the atmosphere started to shift. We started laughing. We're like, oh, yeah. God's so oh, good, you know. But it begins to do something in you. It's not some vibes and feels. It's the kingdom. And we want to carry the kingdom. Yes? So it happens through this. So just a couple things. I know time. Just a couple thoughts that I put down is it just, I'll maybe get through two or three. But I really want to encourage us to do this, to, to be a people that in every circumstance, rejoice always. Are you rejoicing today? You know, the scripture doesn't say, like, rejoice all you people that are outgoing and extroverts. Does it? No, it says rejoice, be louder than the rocks. Because if you don't, the rocks will cry out. I, I don't know about you, but I want to be louder than the rocks. I want my life to be an offering of thanksgiving and praise to the one that saved my life. If you put your eyes to what Jesus has done for you, it becomes very easy to start being a person of thanksgiving. But if you don't, and you get your eyes off of what he has done, you start to act Opposite of what he's called us to act. So a couple things. First is this. Thanksgiving keeps our hearts from becoming foolish. Don't act like a fool. <laughs> I'm saying that to myself. Thanksgiving keeps our hearts from becoming foolish. Foolish means lacking good sense or judgment. I don't know about you. I've been there in my life before. My hand is up. I've acted Foolish. Anybody else want to come in this journey with me? Okay, thank you. Just so I'm not a, a little insecure about that. I've been foolish before. And what I have found as a believer, I'm not talking a non-believer where I was just a fool because I was an enemy to Jesus, but as a believer in Jesus, as a follower of Jesus, and what, what, I've looked, what the Lord has done over these last couple of months, if not a year, is I've looked back over my course of walking with him and realized when I've become foolish, it's because I've lost Thanksgiving. And my heart then lacks good sense or judgment in a moment or in a season or in a situation. Are you with me? And what happens then is that my heart grows cold to what he's doing. I'm not talking salvation. I'm talking just living in freedom. It, it, it's the call for the believer to walk in freedom and joy every day. Did you, did you know that? that? That's your portion. That's our portion. A, a, say Amen. It's to walk in freedom and joy. Like, like we should be more free and, and act more free than the world. Because we are. That's the reality. We should have more peace and operate in more peace and in more joy because we have access to the one who is peace, who is joy, and the world doesn't. They need it, but they don't have them. We do. So what I'm talking about is my heart's grown cold at times because I've lost thanksgiving. In Romans 1, it says that in verse 21 through 22, and I'm reading out of the, the New King James Version. Come on, it's the New King James Version. How many of you love the New King James Version? No, none of the thous and shh. Because although they knew God, Paul's writing, this is... Romans is a heavy book. 
Paul's writing to the church and he's, he's sharing some really important things. And he's, he's talking about how humanity will act. Just paraphrasing real quick. And he says this, because although they knew God, they, they knew God. They, they did not glorify him as God, nor were thankful. What? But became futile in their thoughts and their foolish hearts were darkened. Professing to be wise, they became fools. Are you hearing me? It's not, it's not that they just knew God and didn't honor him, lived their lives set apart. Holiness, all matters. Are you with me? But it says they didn't do that, nor were they, what? What, you're smart, what? There we go. Nor were they thankful that in a lack of being thankful, their hearts became foolish and darkened. Are you hearing me? This is, this is like, this is almost one of those scripture verses where it's like, ouch. Ouch. If the Bible doesn't make you go ouch at times, you're not reading the Bible. You're reading your own Bible. If the Bible makes you walk away going every time, like, I'm doing great, and doesn't cut you, you're not reading the Bible with the Holy Spirit. Are you hearing me? I'm teaching the Word of God right now. Tim, can you come in a few moments? Like, this is truth. But if you, when I read this and I go, well, I, I know God, I think. <laughs> I, I think. But they didn't glorify him as God, nor were they thankful. That the outcome of a, a lack of a thankful heart was a dark, cold, right, foolish heart. I've been there. But I don't, I don't believe that's a call for us today. The call for us today by the Lord is to come out of that position of living from cold, dark, foolish heart. Are you hearing me? I don't know about you, but I... I've realized, like, I just, I want to, I want to, I want to be better today than I was yesterday. I, I don't want to fight the same sin that I was fighting a year ago today. I, I want to overcome the things that God's promised that I would be over, be able to overcome. And it happens, I believe, by knowing him, glorifying him, and giving thanks to him. Because if any one of those three are missing, what happens, the byproduct is a heart that is cold, foolish, and dark. This is the Bible. This is significant. Proverbs 4, 23, my, my, my father, this was his, like one of his main life verses. He, he would preach this and teach this all the time. And to, and to be frank, I, I've, I've known it. We've talked about it as a team. We, we teach on it. But I feel like it hit my heart this week like in a new, fresh way. Above all else, guard your heart. <laughs> you know, the, the days of like, I'm just guarding my heart. I'm not dating. I'm just guarding my heart. Sorry, that's funny. That's so funny. It's so real. It's good. Do it. <laughs> Above all else, guard your heart for it's the wellspring of life. It's the wellspring of life. It's that everything that flows out of your heart right? Everything that comes out of your heart is actually who you are. So, so if, 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 if what's coming out of your heart is not thankfulness and gratitude, then, then your heart's not being guarded. And it's our responsibility. Are you hearing me? 
It's my responsibility to guard my heart. It's my response. It's your responsibility. It's not me as your pastor to guard your heart. It's not your friend's responsibility. Now we should hold each other up and lift each other up and, you know, at times like, hey, 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 right? But it's my job, JP, to guard my heart by the help of the Holy Spirit. And what I believe he's saying is you got to guard your heart from, from a lack uh, where, 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 it's, where it's trying to creep in to have a lack of thanksgiving. Oh, we, we've lost it over the last couple years because of all the chaos and the turmoil. I, I understand it's heavy, it's dark, it's hard, it's, it's all real. But he hasn't changed. Are you hearing me? So this one is, this is, this is like, this is an ouch. But I want a heart and I want you to have a heart that's so tender to the Lord because you're just filling it with thanksgiving. And I don't want us, and he doesn't want us to fall trapped to foolish ways and dark thinking because we're not guarding our heart with gratitude and thanksgiving. Are you, is this okay? Amen or ouch? Both. Second thing thanksgiving does is it, it kills complaining. which ultimately just wants to undermine what God's doing in our lives. Complaining, we all do it, right? I rank pretty high. That's why the Lord's working in me. And it's not just personality. It's like, it's just, well, maybe it is part personality of like, I just want things in order and things right way. It's OCD-esque type of stuff. But I think it's just because I've, I've lost this art of thanksgiving. If the Lord hears our praises, then who hears our complaining? I think he hears both. But I think he's moved by one. <laughs> and he's not moved by the other. Numbers chapter 11. Um, if you have your Bibles, go. Just, just, guys, can I just go for a few more moments? Is this okay? Just a few more. You guys, you guys not falling asleep with the turkey? You all right? Someone can tell the kids. Numbers 11. Go, go there. Go there. Because you need to read this whole, you need to read this whole chapter. I'm not going to read it. I'm just going to read verse 1. It says this, um, now the people complained about their hardship and the hearing of the Lord. And we heard, when he heard them, his anger was aroused. Then the fire of the Lord burned among them and consumed some of the outskirts of the camp. And then I think we have verse 10 team in the back. I don't have it in my notes. Yeah, yeah. Moses heard the people of every family wailing at the entrance of their tents. The Lord became exceedingly angry and Moses was troubled. What caused the Lord to become angered, angry? Now that's not the Lord I want to serve. Oh, hear me, he's a holy God. And his, I don't work, you know, right? He doesn't work for us, I work for him, I hear it all the time, right? What, what it's saying is the Lord, the Lord is moved. When he's really good to us, and our response turns into complaining more than gratitude. 
Now, now the context of this is that the people of Israel were just released out of the, out of the, the, the grips of Pharaoh. Slavery, bondage, darkness, death, destruction, just released, walked out of there, crossed the sea. Is this Bible? Crossed the sea. Now, I don't know about you, but if I just saw the crossing of the sea, I'd be like, God, you are good. <laughs> I'm walking through the water seeing sharks. I'm like, this is awesome. <laughs> right? And get into the, the desert and there's food being provided, but we're like, ah, this manna stuff. Let's go back. Excuse me? Excuse me? You want, you want to go back? Well, yeah, it was better because we had better food. Yeah, you were slaves. See, what happens is, is if we stop functioning in gratitude and thanksgiving, we stop looking and realizing what he is doing, and we start to put our eyes on what, what, what he, he should be doing. He's doing something right now. He's doing a good thing because he's a really good God. Are you hearing me? Are you hearing me? Please, he's a, he's a really good God, and he's saying to them, listen, I'm doing something. I, I'm gonna make a way for you. I'm gonna get you through this. But instead, they start to complain. I, I heard it said a, a little while ago, I, I might have read it in, in his book, Bill Johnson said, complaining empowers the inferior to undermine your faith. Your complaints empower Your praise also empowers. Your gratitude also empowers. I believe gratitude gets the heart of God, gets the ear of God and turns him towards you. And I believe complaining gets the ear of God and he's just like, what is wrong with you, JP? <laughs> this is Bible. And so, so what would it look like if we just started to say, you know what, Lord, I'm gonna rejoice in the Lord always. I'm gonna try my best. I'm not gonna do it out of works to try to get your approval. I'm gonna do it because you, you've given me grace. And so grace actually helps me function in this and do this. The Holy, Holy Spirit, help me, please. Like I wanna have a heart of gratitude. I wanna rejoice in the Lord always. So I have actually saw my mouth when I'm starting to complain. Go like, um, oh, I wanna say, mm. If you've been around, like, this is not a joke. I've been like, I want to talk about, mm. I didn't get, mm. and I want to let it out so bad, so bad. How many of you just want to process so bad? I just said, I have to process it. No, you don't. Just go to the Lord. So I go to the Lord. I'm like, Lord, I don't want to complain. I want to be thankful. This is really hard, but you are good. And I thank you that you're good. I thank you that you're awesome, and I thank you that you're holy, and I thank you that you're moving, and I thank you that you're for me, and I thank you that you're making a way where it doesn't seem to be a way. I thank you that you're doing great in my things. I thank you. And I just find myself in this position of thanks. You know, it's powerful. When the account is low, thank you, Lord. I'm not going to complain. Can, can I share just, oh, no, I'll leave that. <laughs> when the traffic hits and you're late, thank you, Lord even though you woke up late? Thank you, Lord. What's complaining gonna get you? What's it gonna get us? A spirit of just animosity and anger. Who wants to be around that? <laughs> I know Rachel used to say to me at times, and she, I'm so thankful, we have a, we have a pact 
Now it's like, if I'm, if I'm starting to go down this, like call it out. You know, you, you need to have people, spouse, friends, whoever. This should be this community where you go, hey, 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 hey. Hey, cause she's done this. Hey, should be across the house. Hey, are you complaining? Yes. Change it. Okay. I want to complain. Change it. Okay. It's truth. Because I, I want our house to be a place where the kingdom of God dwells. If he hears our praises, right? I, I won't get to. Is this okay? This is so crucial. I won't get to the final two, but the last, the last one that I will, well, let me see which one I want to do. I'll, I'll say, come to prayer meeting. I'll teach on this at prayer meeting. Is that all right? Come to prayer meeting Wednesday. <laughs> I do want to share one more. If Thanksgiving invites him in and keeps evil out. See, when you have a thankful heart, it's, it's really, it, it, for some of you, addiction, that it's really a battle. But I believe once you start to become thankful and you start to thank the Lord in the midst of the battle, you're gonna start to see breakthrough. I really believe that. I really believe that in my heart today. It's for some people in this room. I really believe it. But Thanksgiving actually invites him in and it keeps evil out. Now, I don't have time to dissect all this, but, but this has been something the Lord's been teaching me and I, I've, been, I've been listening to teaching on this. It's been powerful, but I, I've realized that, that it's, it's, it's right, right, right? Psalms 24, um, sorry, Psalms 22, it, it says, but thou art holy, O, o thou that inhabits the praises of Israel, right? We, we reference that in another paraphrase way. It's like he inhabits the praises of his people. Yes, yes. We worship leaders say it all the time. You inhabit the pra- I pray it. You inhabit the praises of your people. It's Bible. It's Psalms 22. I agree with it. So if he inhabits the praises of his people, that means he comes. Draw, draw near to God, and James says, and he will draw near to you. So, so he comes where he's invited. He comes where he's welcomed. He, he comes when there's thanksgiving taking place. It's, that, it's that, that verse that I talked about, like thanking him gets you into his gates. Are you with me? But what's so interesting is that in Psalms 24, verse 7, and team, don't have to throw it up, it just says this, lift up your heads, you gates. Be lifted up, you ancient doors, that the King of glory may come in. Lift up your heads, you gates. You read that and go, what? Lift up your heads, you, you gates. It's like, well, what are we talking about here, God? But then Isaiah 60 talks about, and I think, do we have that one? If not, I have it. You guys all right? This is gonna help some of us. Isaiah 60, I'll go real fast. Flying through my Bible. Verse 18, no longer will violence be heard in your land, nor ruin or destruction within your borders, but you will call your wall salvation and your gates praise. Now I heard that talk, but the Lord directed me to this and go, said like, wait, 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 wait. Lift up your head, <laughs> your gates, so that the King of Glory can come in. Your, 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 your walls will be salvation and your gates will be praise. So if I correlate those two, it's very, very, don't do it all the time with scripture. You gotta, you gotta know how to do this with your Bible. 
But if you correlate and you go, okay, so if, <laughs> if, if, if Isaiah is talking about gates being that of praise, and Psalms is saying that you should lift up your heads, O gates, so that the King of glory enters, then what is the gate? Praise. So that when you praise, the gates open up and the King of glory comes in. You ever, you ever been to a house where the gate, right, opens, you drive in and what does it do behind you? No, have anybody ever been in a house like that? It's like, it's like, it's like you could go anywhere, anything. It's like the gate opens up because you say the word or you get the password, you get the code, you, you have the name of the person, it opens up. And then when you drive through, it closes. I believe that this is what happens with praise. When you begin to praise the Lord, it opens up the gates of your heart. It opens up the gates of your home. It opens up the gates of your marriage. It opens up the gates of your relationship. It opens up the gates of everything. And you say, Lord, I'm praising you. You can come in and the gate closes behind. And evil cannot come where he's present. I'm, I'm telling you, now, evil cannot come in when he's there. I don't know how to explain it. I don't know how to, it's just, when you start to say, I'm gonna have a heart full of thanksgiving. I'm gonna have a mouth full of praise. When I start to praise, the gates open up and the King of glory comes in. How many of you want the King of glory to come in? I said, how many of you want the King of glory to come in? I said, how many of you want the King of glory to come in? This is how it happens. It's, it's not some weird formula. It's not like you gotta, you gotta do X, Y, just start to thank him. Thank him for what he's done. And you'll learn. You'll learn how to just grow in this. All morning, all I did was say, thank you for your voice. That's all I prayed. I didn't pray for you all. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I did. But it was more, Lord, thank you for your voice over their life. Thank you for your voice over their homes. Thank you for your voice over their children. I just thanked them. I felt the presence of the Lord. This isn't hard, but man, we come with our list of stuff. We come with our, our, our things that we need. Oh God, do this. He's super gracious, <laughs> but he's more consumed with you going, Lord, I thank you that you actually do have everything I need. Lord, I thank you that you have my situation in your hands. Lord, I thank you that you are the one who sustains even when I don't know how it's going to happen. Lord, I thank you that, man, man, I was a knucklehead and I was doing some dumb stuff and you still loved me. Like, Lord, I thank you that I was sinning I was sinning, caught red-handed in sin, and you still called me by name. Lord, I thank you. Are you hearing me, church? Lord, I, I, was, I was so in the pit. I was so in the pit. Even as a believer, I was in the pit. And you called my name. I thank you, Lord, that you didn't need to do that. Because, because you don't need to do this, but you desired. I thank you, Lord, that you called me out of the pit. Are you hearing me? This is, this is the power of gratitude. This will break depression. I'm telling you, it's done it in my life. This will break anxiety. It's done it in my life. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Stand to your feet. For the sake of time, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna pray and then I'm just gonna have, the, if the elders can come up, the team.
gonna, we're gonna open up the altars. And I'm, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna ask those that are praying up front, um, we're not gonna pray for impartation <laughs> of thanksgiving, but we're gonna pray for, for strength to do this. Amen? If you want strength to keep growing, to mature, to grow that muscle a little more of gratitude and thanksgiving, they're gonna be up here. But I'm telling, guys, I'm telling, if I, I'm, I am floored by this because this has changed my life. It's changed my heart. And, and I'm just, I'm believing that it's gonna change yours. Your, your situations are everything. Everything's gonna get turned upside down if you start to just go, Lord, thank you. It doesn't dismiss bad problems. It doesn't diminish that bad things happen. It doesn't diminish that you're gonna go through some really dark valleys. It doesn't diminish any of that. It just puts your eyes on the one that says you will walk through the valley. Amen? Just pray. Hold your hands out and pray, and then we're just gonna invite you to come up if you need prayer. And God bless you. We don't have prayer this week. So next Sunday, start Advent. But yeah. Lord, thank you for your strength. Thank you for your strength. I pray, Holy Spirit, strengthen us. Strengthen us, Lord. We, we want to be strengthened in this. We want to have hearts that grow in maturity in you, that, that know how to thank you in every season, in every circumstance. That know what it looks like and how to operate to be people that rejoice always. <laughs> Holy Spirit, I just pray, strengthen us, we ask. We put our eyes to you, Lord. <clears throat> we put our eyes to you today, and we say thank you. Come on, just in your own words, thank him right now. Just start that muscle. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. We praise you. We thank you for all that you've done, for all that you're doing, and all that you're yet to do. We thank you for every miracle. We thank you for every breakthrough. We thank you for every touch from heaven. We thank you that you've not left us where we were. We thank you that you didn't leave us where we belong. We thank you that you've carried us and called us from grace to grace and from glory to glory. We thank you that you've brought us out of relationships that we didn't need to be in. We thank you that you pulled us out of places that we, we weren't called to be working in. We thank you, Lord, that you brought us into to open spaces and green pastures. We thank you, Lord that your hand is on our lives. We thank you, Lord, that you're redeeming parts of our lives that feel broken and feel like they're not able to be fixed. We thank you, Lord, that right now you're redeeming lives. We, we thank you, Lord, that you're putting things back together, Lord. We thank you, Lord. We bless your holy name. So help us, Holy Spirit, we pray. In Jesus' name. And everyone said, come on, and everyone says, come on, can we just thank the Lord one more time?